Welcome. My name is Michael Aceta. I'm the founder of Matador Canine Brilliance and author of the Dog Training Cheat Codes. You're listening to the Acknowledged Dogs Podcast. What we're going to be talking about today is the classic phrase, exercise, discipline, affection, and what it should actually be, which is exercise, education, and affection. So if you have a dog and you've heard the phrase exercise, discipline, affection, I'm going to change your thought on that middle piece, that discipline aspect, because it doesn't give you everything you need in order to actually have success with your dog, in order to have a dog that is well-trained, well-behaved. Exercise, discipline, and affection is not the right lineup. It should be exercise, education, and affection. So let's go through it. Exercise. Why do we even care about exercise? Exercise makes sure that our dog is healthy, happy, and fulfilled long-term, okay? Yes, you want a dog that is well-behaved. You want a dog that listens. However, if they have all this pent-up energy, that zoomies at seven o'clock at night, if they have all that pent-up energy, they're not gonna be able to think clearly. This is what's called the yerkes dachshund law. So if you think about a hill, the more excitement that your dog has, the less focused they are. If we get to the top of the hill, they can be really, really focused until we get too excited. Then we actually start to go down in the level of focus. Okay, so over here, we got a couch potato at the bottom of the hill on the side. There's no excitement. There's no energy. When we start to get energy, maybe we pull out a treat or a toy or we jazz our dog up. We get excited. Then we get to the middle of our hill, that top of the hill where our dog is perfectly focused. And then it goes back down to the bottom when our dog is too crazed, too much energy, too much excitement in the environment. If your dog has way too much energy, you have a high energy dog, and you actually tire them out a little bit, they can think clearer. This means that you can teach them faster, they'll absorb new information faster, and you don't have to struggle trying to, you know, be more jazzed up with your dog. You can actually be in a, a more level playing field. I used to do this with my clients all the time. If I have an individual who doesn't have a lot of energy naturally, they aren't all over the place and bouncing around or can kind of fake it till they make it. If they can't do that for whatever reason, we need to tire the dog out first. If I tire the dog out first, then I have them on a level playing field. They'll actually work together. If the dog is crazy and the individual has a low level of energy, they're not going to line up. Same thing if it's the opposite. If the owner has a high level of energy, they want to do a lot with their dog, but their dog doesn't. Their dog wants to be relaxed. Then we also don't have a nice lineup. Our dog gets like drudged along with everything and they don't like it. They don't enjoy it as much. So the first thing, if you're having problematic behaviors is to burn your dog's energy just a little bit. It doesn't have to be crazy. Yes, the whole classic two 45 minute walks is perfect. However, there's some other things you can do to burn your dog's energy teaching them different games, playing puzzles with them, teaching them to search stuff in your house, or just teaching tricks for that mental engagement is going to burn their energy a lot faster than physical. The other aspect of working on physical energy a lot is that our dog would build a tolerance. If you go for two 45-minute walks a day, in the span of three to six months, your dog's going to get used to it, and then two 45-minute walks a day are no longer adequate. You actually have to do more. So we run into a problem when we try to chase this physical exercise. But if we do mental, it's not so much pressure on you, but it's a lot of good exercise for your dog. They're actually going to burn more energy and get tired because of the mental expenditure that goes on in solving problems, learning new behaviors, and the engagement exercises. Okay, So that's step number one, burn their energy. If you're having problem behaviors, burn their energy. 
Number two, I changed the phrase from exercise discipline to affection to exercise education and affection. Now, the education part is really important. If you're going to discipline your dog, that kind of has the connotation that you're going to say they did something wrong, right? My dog you know, jumped on the couch. I'm going to discipline them. I'm going to tell them that was wrong. Get off the couch. But that doesn't give them a clear understanding of what they should be doing. That's why I changed it to educate. You should be educating your dog on exactly what they need to know in the environment you want them to know it in to the extent you want them to know it. So if we're hanging out right now, my dog Tommy's laying over here on the side. When we're in the bedroom or in the office and we're just hanging out, I want him to relax. If we go outside or we go to a park and I take him off leash, I expect him to run around and have fun, but still listen when I need him to. So the expectation is there, but I need to educate him on each one of those types of expectations. So in the office, I didn't just have him come in here and expect him to know everything. No, I took the time to teach him when we're in the office, you have to relax. When we're in the bedroom, you have to relax. When we're inside, essentially, you have to relax. When I sit down, you should lay down next to me, right? When I sit on the couch, if I don't invite you up, just lay by my feet until I invite you up. So I have to go forth and teach him the actual expectation that I have. I can't expect him to know it. If he knows it, great. And this is what happens when you adopt an older dog. Some dogs just know certain well-behaved uh, skill sets or habits. If you got a puppy or you got an older dog that doesn't have these skill sets, oftentimes you struggle. And this is where training comes in. So the first thing you're going to do is teach them what you want them to do and then use it constantly until it becomes a new habit where you no longer have to reward them. You no longer have to engage with them as much. They just naturally do it. That's what Tommy's doing here. I came in to sit and chat with you guys and he just laid down next to me. He's nice and relaxed. Super simple. That's what he understands is the habit. That's what I've educated him to do. If I didn't do that, he probably would be up in my lap. He'd be like, hey, what are we doing? Are we going outside? What are you doing talking to people on the internet? Like, what's going on here? So how do we, how do we break this down? Okay. I want to take a moment and thank all of our loyal followers. This podcast would not be possible without you. Leave a review and let us know what you like and want to learn on the next episode of the Acknowledged Dogs podcast. Now, back to the show. If you want to learn how to teach these kind of daily skills, I have an entire course on daily skills. You just got to go to matadorcanine.com forward slash daily skills. Matadorcanine.com forward slash daily skills. It goes over everything you need to know in order to have a well-behaved dog on the day-to-day -day kind of skills. Okay. But you cannot just rely on those things. You also have to give your dog affection after exercise and education. So you exercise them. You got them nice and tired, right? We did something this morning to get Tommy nice and relaxed. Then he knows the expectation and I have to then reward him or give him some type of affection. Now, Tommy loves people. He loves hanging out with people. He loves cuddling with people. So this in of itself is re reinforcing. If he was crazed and all over the place, I might kick him out of the bedroom or the office and he would go, okay, well, that's no way to hang out with dad. I'm not getting reinforced for that crazy behavior. If I come back in and I relax, then maybe I will get reinforced. See how it works? So the affection is still important. We just put it last because of how much we already put affection on our dog, right? You, already, you love your dog. It's easy to love your dog. It's easy to give them affection and love and caress them and cuddle them and all that good stuff. But you have to do the education and the exercise first. You have to do those first before you go to the affection. If you do the affection first, we end up rewarding bad behaviors. 
So let's say my dog's crazy. They're running around having zoomies and I grab a hold of them and I start rubbing their belly and I'm getting all crazy with them. I just rewarded them for having zoomies. I've rewarded them for thinking that the best thing for them to do is run around like a crazy puppy or a crazy dog being all over the place, having your dog jump up on guests. If I reward them with praise and affection and love, then my dog thinks that jumping up on people or on me is the right thing to do. I've accidentally given them affection or praise for the wrong behavior, the thing I didn't want them to do. And then we go into education. So if I'm trying to educate my dog, I can use affection certainly, but it's much easier to use treats or a toy to get clarity on what you want them to do and then phase those things out with general praise. You can do that through reward schedules, which is kind of an advanced technique. I talk about it on other episodes of the Acknowledged Dogs podcast, where instead of rewarding every single repetition, I'm going to reward maybe every two repetitions and I'm going to praise in the middle. So I reward with a treat or a toy, then I praise, then I reward with a treat or a toy, then I praise, then I reward with a treat or a toy. So I'm slowly weaning them away from becoming dependent on the treats. They're becoming more dependent on the praise. And then I might do treat, praise, praise, treat for each repetition. I I don't mean I'm doing that in sequential order directly after one behavior. I told them to sit and then I give them a treat, praise them, praise them, treat. That's not what I'm saying. Saying I ask them to sit, I give them a treat out of position so I can get them to move again. I ask them to sit again, then I'll praise them for that repetition, get them to move, ask them to sit, praise again, get them to move, ask them to sit, and then treat, okay? Treat, praise, praise, treat. And then I would just keep extending that. Treat, praise, 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 treat. Or maybe I do praise first, treat, treat, praise. Alternating those is also good, okay? Exercise, educate, affection. Now here are some things that are gonna go wrong along this cycle. If you do exercise every single day and you don't do education, what ends up happening is the exercise has become a management practice for or supplementing the education, actually replacing the education. You're relying on your dog being so exhausted that they can't do anything wrong. This is what the mistake I made with my first dog. I had the mantra as exercise, discipline, and affection in my head, as many of us do when we get a dog. Exercise first. A tired dog is a good dog, right? All of those phrases. And so I used to run maybe six miles or bike with my dog for six miles a day, get them exhausted. They couldn't, they couldn't do anything. They were so tired. They just slept the rest of the day. Now at the time I was nervous and my dog getting kicked out. I was young. I was a teenager. My parents said, if this dog does anything wrong, it's getting the boot. This is my first dog. And so we went for six mile bike rides, two miles, three times a day, morning, afternoon, and evening. I wanted this dog exhausted because I didn't have the time to train it. And I didn't know what I was doing yet. I had all this information as a teenager, but I didn't know how to apply it effectively. And so until I learned that, until I had practiced with my dog, I needed to manage it. And that's fine. But if I had kept doing that and never moved to the educational step of actually training and teaching, then my dog would not be as well behaved as she is. We wouldn't have been able to go on bike rides off leash. I wouldn't have been able to recall her when she ran out of the house towards a squirrel. So I had to move from the exercise into education, which means I had to reduce the exercise because she was way too tired to learn, I had to reduce the exercise in order to have her be motivated and eager to work with me, excited to have the energy to actually learn. Then once she learned, we moved into affection and just daily life skills. Because she knew what to do and what my expectation of her was, it was much easier for us to reward her and engage with her and relax and, and hang out. Okay, exercise first, education second, and then you move into affection. Thank you guys for listening to the Acknowledged Dogs podcast. 
If you're watching this live, I'm going to open it up for Q&A. If you're listening to this after the fact, make sure you jump in on our live events so that you can ask questions based off the podcast in real time or other questions you may have. I'm going to open it up for Q&A now. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening to the Acknowledge Dogs podcast. Subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and connect with me on your favorite social media platform.